Hello, TV writers. Just a quick word uh, before we start to let you know my online course, How to Write a Sitcom, is on sale for only 29 bucks. That's less than a week's worth of lattes. And so many of you have expressed interest that I'm keeping this sale going until I come back from my hiatus in October. In this class, I take you through the steps I've been teaching at university for years. You'll have videos and worksheets that'll guide you in organizing your ideas. And you'll have as long as you need to work through this class. It's completely self-paced. Sign up now by clicking on the links in my show notes or by heading to my Thinkific website, writetv.thinkific.com or writingtv.info. And now, an episode of our podcast. Hello again, TV writers. This week, I want to help you answer this question. What is your original TV show going to be about? Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 001, our, the very first really official episode of How to Write TV. I'm your host, Tom Bray. And in the prologue episode, which comes before this one, I told you a little bit about myself, so I don't, I'm not going to bore you with that again. I also told you what the concept of this uh, podcast was and what I envisioned for it, and a little bit about my journey as to how I got here. But in a nutshell, just so you know, in case you haven't listened to the prologue yet, my goal in this podcast is to help give you tools that you'll need and will find useful uh, to help you create original television written content. So if you're a writer and you want to write TV and you just don't know where to begin, then I hope this podcast will be uh, of use to you. And also um, the other things I have planned, like, uh, the website I'm I'm building and and the ebook I'm building and by the way I have an ebook uh, which is a, a kind of a, a quick start guide to the six beat structure of TV that I teach in my university classes and you can get that by going to uh, writetv.info now no www in front of it just writetv dot info and that's w-r-i-t-e that's the you know the right right so uh i encourage you to go there sign up for my email list promise i won't spam you but it'll give you a, a an idea of the kind of uh, the structure rules that i teach the structure rules that i learned when i was coming up in writers rooms that i think will be helpful to you and give you an idea of the kind of uh, content that i want to pass on to you um, that's really important to me Okay, so the topic at hand here, I just want to remind you that in the, in the prologue episode, I gave you some homework. I asked you to think about the kinds of TV shows that you like to watch. And the whole idea is that if you can identify what you like to watch, you're going to really identify what you'd like to write, because usually we write what we really enjoy watching. I mean, I, I grew up with high con concept, watching high concept TV, which means TV that had a fantasy element to it. Uh, my favorite shows were like sitcoms, like My Favorite Martian, which was about a Martian that lands on Earth, or Mr. Ed, you know, a talking horse. Or on the hour end, you know, the, the uh, Star Trek or uh, The Outer Limits, 
which had, you know, fantastic uh, high concept elements to them. Fantasy elephant, el- elephants, elements, science fiction elements. And these things just really, you know, excited me. And so if I had my druthers, those would, would be the shows that I would write. And if I had my chance to create something original, that's the kind of TV I'd want to create. Now, for you, it may be different. Your favorite show may be Seinfeld, uh, which is like a relationship comedy, you know, domestic comedy. Or, you know, Breaking Bad, which is kind of a crime relationship show. So that's why I ask you to identify... Uh, the kind of TV that you watch, because in knowing what you watch, you will uh, be much more clear in your head about what what it is that you'd want to write. Because if you write what you love, then it's going to be a whole lot easier, especially when you start out to get the job done. I mean, for somebody like me who was a pro, I wrote uh, on shows that I was hired on. And sometimes I loved them more than than not. Uh, so there were some that I really, some shows that I really loved writing on, and some that were just, you know, it was it was a living, as Bugs Bunny would say. So here, when you're getting the chance to create your own stuff, it's important that you are excited by it. Okay, I think you you know what I'm saying. So we're going to get to that homework that I asked you to do in our next episode, which is a writing party episode. And if you don't know what I mean, go back and listen to the prologue. But in today's episode, I'm going to show you some mechanics that you will use when we get to your homework next week. So let's go back to what the teaser here was, which is I'm going to help you answer the question, what is your TV show about? So... When we answer that question, what's your show about? When you do that, what you've done is you've written what's called a log line. And so first of all, what is a log line? Well, there are a few different kinds, but this log line that I'm talking about happens to be a series premise log line. And a series premise log line tells the person you're pitching to or the person reading your idea, if it's if it's written down, exactly what your TV show is about. And by, by what is your TV show about, I don't mean what that episode is about, what that individual story is about, because there are lots of individual stories in a TV series. I'm talking about what is the TV series about? What's the overall picture of the series that you need to... Um, communicate to anyone who's interested in either watching it or in buying it. And if you think about it, if you uh, in the old days, it was the TV guide that would give you an idea uh, when they would uh, do their, um, their promotions in the fall for all the new TV shows coming out. They would, they would give a little synopsis of what each show was about. Uh, nowadays, it's like on Netflix, when you're looking at the listings about what is the TV show, you'll often get a description of what the whole concept of the show is, and then you get an individual episode description. So I want to set aside the individual story descriptions and just concentrate uh, today on the overall uh, series premise, big overarching idea of what your show is about. 
So when you answer this question for yourself, it does a couple of things for you. And this is why I, I, I stress the importance of doing this brainstorming up front, because if you can answer this question in a concise way, in one to two sentences, this will put your idea for a TV show into an easy, understandable capsule that makes it easy for someone to swallow. It would also show you whether your idea is too general, because if you have two sentences that are so broad that, you know, people have, you know, no idea really how to pin down what it is you're talking about, then that's not uh, good either. So, you know, if your series premise logline was something like, this is a story about a young boy growing up. Well, that's just not enough. I mean, you, you know, you hear that and there's like, okay, well, why would I watch that? I mean, there's a, a million different ways a young boy can grow up and what's interesting about that particular boy. But if you framed your series premise logline like, this is the story of a young boy growing up who discovers he has magic powers. Okay, now we're beginning to be in the ballpark of something that's really interesting because, okay, that's a simple idea and that brings up a lot of questions. But at least I can begin to see in my mind what that show would be. And then if you can give us even a little bit more information, like maybe the magic powers are he can turn himself invisible. Okay, now I know kind of, he's the invisible boy. Now I know kind of a framework for your series, and I'm be, you're beginning to hone in on a way to describe this that is not too general. And then the, the final thing that answering this question does for you is it sparks ideas for episodes. And that's really important because if you're going to create a TV show, in theory, you want to get to create dozens and dozens of episodes. So if you have a good, solid premise for your show, for example, if he's the invisible boy, there's lots of different stories you can tell about a guy that's a little kid that's an invisible boy. So now what makes a good series premise logline? I've already told you a few things. Uh, but here are the things to really star for yourself in your head. It, it grabs your attention. So, like I said, the, f the first example is pretty lame. It's a, a story about a little boy growing up. Well, okay, but that doesn't really grab my attention. But when you say magic powers, now I'm beginning to listen. When you say a little boy growing up with the power to turn himself invisible. Okay, now that really has grabbed my attention. And it makes me want to ask you questions, which is another thing that's really important about a series premise logline, because you're going to be going in, if you're fortunate enough, and you're, you're going to be pitching to either a, a streaming service or a network, and you're going to want to engage the person who's sitting there across from you so that uh, they ask you more questions about your story. And so if it grabs their attention, it will be easy for them to think of questions. So, for example, I would ask in our, our example of the invisible, the guy, the kid who can turn himself invisible, where did he get this magic power? I mean, how did that happen? 
These, this is a good question to ask, and it's, it's good to engage your listener like this because you can have a conversation about the concept of your show, but what remains the same is that very simple but grabby sentence of your episodic logline. This is the story of a little boy growing up who has the magic power to turn himself invisible. Okay, so I can ask a lot of questions and I can get answers, but at the end of the day, I can remember that pitch. And that becomes important because it has to be easy to remember. And here's why. There are some situations that you might be pitching in where the person you're pitching to has the power, has the power to buy your idea on the spot. But that's not as common as the situation where you're pitching to someone who has to then go up, turn around and go upstairs and pitch to their boss. So their boss will say, what did you hear today? And they, you know, bang out a bunch of series premise log lines. Oh, I, you know, the boss goes, oh, I like that idea of the invisible boy thing. Let's find out more about that. So when you go into pitch, you don't leave like a PowerPoint. I mean, you go in and just pitch and somebody takes notes and they either have the power to buy right there or they, you know, have to go upstairs and pitch it. And if they have to go upstairs and pitch it, the fact that they may have asked you clarifying questions because they're interested makes it really good for you because it means they're engaged. And when the boss asks questions, they can answer those questions. Well, he got the powers because, you know, he fell in a special secret sauce or whatever you have come up with that you've told the listener that you've pitched to. So that's the general overview of, of why it's helpful to have this and what it can do for you when you get into the room by grabbing the listener's attention, by making them want to answer questions, by making it easy to remember so they can go upstairs to their boss. And for you personally, as you're putting together your show, um, it lets you know if your idea is too general or broad and it could spark a lot of different ideas for how to write individual stories. So let me give you some examples now in, instead of the terrible example that I gave you of the of the little boy who uh, has the power to be invisible. Let me give you some ideas from um, TV history. So here's some examples of actual pitches that were used in the room. And let's see if you can guess what they are. And a lot of this will depend on how deeply you watch TV from the past and present. How old you are could also <laughs> make a difference. But here we go. Okay, so here's the very first pitch, which is a relatively modern show. And this is the pitch. I want to turn Mr. Chips into Scarface. Let me repeat that. I want to turn Mr. Chips into Scarface. Okay, so that's that's pitch number one. I'm going to tell you these in a little the answers in a, in a little bit. You might jot down right now what you think the answer, what show that is. Here's the next one. Wagon train in space. This is number two. Wagon train in space. And I'll come back to that at the end. And then the, the last one I'm going to tell you, which is a an actual pitch for a TV show. The Honeymooners in the Stone Age. The Honeymooners in the Stone Age. That's number three. Okay, so now I want you to think about these for a second. And I want you to notice something about all of them. 
And that is in all of these series premise log lines that I pitched you, there were some references to other literary works, TV shows, movies, books. And that can be very, very tricky if your listener doesn't know the reference point, which is why you should always have a backup pitch that's much clearer. And, and I'll tell you what I mean in just a second. But first of all, let's go back to the actual uh, pitches here and let's see if you guessed right. So here's the first one, which was, I want to turn Mr. Chips into Scarface. Now, if you answered Breaking Bad, you are correct. Breaking Bad is the answer to that. Now, who was Mr. Chips, you might ask? Mr. Chips is a literary figure and also was made into movies of a beloved teacher. And of course, we know who Scarface is. Scarface is like that movie that Pacino did over the top, you know, drug kingpin with a big scar on his face, kind of like modeled after Capone. So you got to know what those things are in order for that uh, pitch to be successful. I mean, you could go in and also pitch. I want to take a, 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 a kind of broken down chemistry teacher who's down on his luck and I want to turn him into the head of a drug empire. And that would be a much safer pitch. It's not quite as flashy as Mr. Chips into Scarface because that really lays it out for you. If you know those references, that's just a really cool um, way to do it. So now here's the next one, which also relies on references. So let's see what you think. Wagon train in space. Okay. If you said Star Trek, you are correct. That is Star Trek. Now, what's Wagon Train? Well, at the time in the 1960s when Star Trek was pitched, Wagon Train was a TV show about in the, set in the Wild West about a wagon train that went across the country. It was a road show, if you will, where the wagon train had, you know, the, the show had some central reoccurring characters of the people in the wagon train, the wagon master, the cook, you know, the second in command, all that stuff. And each week they would be in a new location as they worked their way across, you know, the country and they'd get into new adventures with new guest characters. Well, that's what Star Trek is, except it's in space, you know, and every week conceivably there's, you know, there's episodes that are either between the characters where the, the problem is or the problem is with, you know, outside aliens. And so Wagon Train in Space is you have to know those references, and that's kind of a scary way to to pitch if people don't. And uh, here's a good backup for Star Trek. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, whose five-year mission is to seek out strange new worlds and new civilizations and boldly go where no man has gone before. And that's that's actually the title sequence to the original Star Trek. It's basically a series premise logline inserted right into the titles so that, uh, you know, the viewers every week know what the show's about. So that would be a very safe way to pitch that, would be a very clear way. The other way, Wagon Train in Space, is just so easy to remember, but you have to know what the moving pieces are. So I would suggest that you have that pithy way to pitch, and then you have that backup sentence in case somebody says, oh, I don't quite know what you mean, then you pitch, you know, these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. So have both of them prepared, the safe way and the clever way. 
And then the last one is the Honeymooners in the Stone Age. The Honeymooners in the Stone Age. Now, if you guess the Flintstones, you are correct. The Flintstones was, of course, the first animated primetime series, and it was basically Jackie Gleason's Honeymooners with Ralph Cramden and Art Carney playing Ed Norton, which was a domestic comedy about two couples living in Brooklyn in the 19, late 1950s, 60s. And, they, and, you know, it's just two hapless guys and their wives, you know, the hapless guys with big dreams who, uh, you know, middle class, uh, you know, blue collar working stiffs. And they translated it into the Stone Age. So that was kind of the gimmick. Um, so that's but you have to know, again, what the Honeymooners is. Otherwise, you have to kind of pitch it as, you know, two two couples who live in the Stone Age who are, you know, just right, uh, you know, right out of domestic life. Two domestic, you know, modern couples who are trying to make the best of their marriages, who live in the Stone Age. That's kind of the cute at the end. They live in the Stone Age. Now, I'll tell you the reason why the, 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 the clever way can be risky when you're coming up with a series premise logline. I once had to pitch an episode for a show that I was writing for the WB, I was on the writing staff for this show, and I won't mention the name of the show. But we had to go in and we had to pitch for the studio, which was the WB, which was the Warner Brothers uh, studio at the time, the TV studio. And I went in and I had a pitch for an episode. This was, wasn't a series, but it was an episode I was pitching, and we had to get approval from the studio. And I pitched that it was kind of like Jane Eyre. And the person I was pitching to, who was, uh, you know, a development executive, looked at me and said, is that an actress? And that person did not know, and this was really my fault, did not know that Jane Eyre was a classic novel. And, uh, you know, a character in a classic novel that, that held her name, Jane Eyre. And so I, I crashed and burned on that one because I made the mistake of assuming that my listener would know just what the heck the reference was. So you have to be careful with a series premise logline that your clever way is not so clever that you get lost in the weeds. Okay, so it's time to wrap up here and to sum up. The series premise logline, here's why it's important. Because it puts your idea into an easy-to-understand sentence. It shows whether your idea is too general and it sparks ideas for individual episodes. And here's what makes a good series premise logline. Again, it grabs the listener's attention. It makes the listener want to ask you questions and it's easy to remember. So next time in our writing party, we're going to take your ideas for the kinds of shows you like to watch and you're going to create an original show and you're going to work on series premise log lines for that original show so if you want to jot those down between then and now do so and when we meet again next time uh, i'll take you through some exercises that'll help you hone that and polish it up and you'll be on your way until next time this is tom bray saying please keep writing and be alive instead of perfect Shabam.
This has been episode 001 of How to Write TV.